0: So, Oliver, who are we canceling today?
1: We're going to be canceling Johnny Depp.
0: Oh, you mean the guy who complained about being canceled while receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award? That guy?
1: Yeah, that's the one.
0: Jesus Christ. Why? Like, why? <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns.
1: And I'm Oliver ash Clyde.
0: And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy
1: the show where we take a closer look at all of the panic around cancel culture
0: with thoughtful analysis
1: and verbal shitposting. So, Caitlin, I saw today on Twitter that you are maybe being canceled for your seafood takes
0: uh it was a dc food take yes i'm not sure i would classify it as a cancellation (laughs) um but i finally you know came out of the closet as a bad dc food truther and i am happy to be standing here in my truth and uh come at me bro so
1: so caitlin comes from maine are you from maine or did you just spend a lot
0: of time in maine so i've spent most of my adult life in maine
1: and the seafood there is, surprise, better than it is in DC.
0: It's probably the best in the world, if, if I'm giving my honest opinion. It's just very, it's like your typical hearty seafood and it's all tasty because it's all super fresh because you buy it straight from the dock and the restaurants like have trucks that go straight from the dock and pick it up and bring it back to the restaurant. Like before I moved to Maine, my I was a pescatarian who ate eggs also, right? So, I was basically fish, eggs, vegetarian, and I had to stop that when I moved to DC because the seafood here was terrible. Like, and everybody's like, "Oh, try the try the crabs, try the Maryland crabs, like you'll like that." So I tried the crabs at a bunch of different places, and I couldn't stand it, like. Perhaps this is my hottest take to date, but <laughs> Maine lobster, Maine shellfish in general, better than Maryland crab, in my opinion. If you disagree, you can send your hate mail too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I
1: think I think that is a fair take. I hear the seafood in Maine is incredible. You know, I got my first seafood in Maryland and do have a soft spot for a really good crab cake, but you have to mm-hmm. know where to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it, you know, holds up to to Maine. And I think I think that's OK. I think people can chill out about you being a seafood snob. You know, that's OK. <sighs>
0: and we're playing this up a little bit. I had a handful of tweets who are like, oh, what, what the hell? Like, oh, my lobster rolls. And it's just like, you know, I take it all in with good humor. <laughs> it's Twitter. It's not real life. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking of Twitter, I saw that the one and only Julia Serrano called our last episode great. Yeah, um, I I was I, I'm a little little fanboying a little bit. I don't get like that very often, <laughs> but uh, Julia's book "Whipping Girl" was my introduction to transness. Yes, in uh, trans things, and so I just am really appreciative of her and her work, and that just made me smile and really happy when I saw that.
0: I would call Julia a friend. We have met in person. We had dinner one time. Um, she's absolutely brilliant, and we we had a really fun evening eating seafood in Maine. Okay, <laughs> the good seafood. The good seafood. Okay. <laughs>
1: And then for today's episode, we are going to talk about Johnny Depp being ridiculous and also some controversy around the National Archives. So stay tuned. So Johnny Depp is making lots of headlines about his bad cancel culture take. He criticized cancel culture and how bad it was while he was accepting a Lifetime Achievement Award at the San Sebastian Film Festival in Spain.
0: Yeah, uh, this is kind of shocking to me that anybody can have this much hubris, but basically said, while accepting this Lifetime Achievement Award... He said, it could be seen as an event in history that lasted for however long it lasted. This cancel culture, this instant rush to judgment based on what essentially amounts to polluted air. It's so far out of hand now that I can promise you that no one is safe. Not one of you. Not one of you. As long as someone is willing to say one sentence, it takes just one sentence and there is no more ground. The carpet has been pulled.
1: He's so rich and so well off. Like the idea that someone with that much money and status and power is actually being canceled is ridiculous. And he's also accepting a lifetime achievement award. It just is nonsense.
0: So what happened with him is he was accused of abusing his ex-wife, Amber Heard. He actually lost a court battle with the son after the newspaper labeled him a wife beater. And after that, he was subsequently dropped by Disney. Um, he lost a role in the Harry Potter spin-off Fantastic Beasts. He's suing his ex now for writing an op-ed about domestic abuse in the Washington Post. But the guy's still here, right? Like, he's getting international headlines. He's getting Lifetime Achievement Awards. Like, yeah, he lost a role, but, like, big deal, <laughs> People lose right. ro- roles all the time for much less egregious accusations and things like that, right? So to ha- have him like stand up there all indignant that somebody dare question his greatness feels really false to me.
1: It's very self-aggrandizing and self-important, and not you know accepting responsibility for his alleged behavior. You know, I will say I have a friend who works in the sexual and domestic violence movement, and we've had some interesting conversations uh, about Johnny Depp. So we both feel really strongly that he is likely the abuser in this situation. He has a lot more positional power compared to Amber Heard, right? He's Mm -hmm. like one of the most famous actors that I can even think of. He has a ton of money. There are some people in that movement who believe that he is being abused and like try to lift it up as an example of a man being abused. You know, I don't personally think that because of the positional of power. I think that's very unlikely. But, you know, the reality is that we are outsiders looking in at newspaper articles and court documents. And, you know, a lot of times it's hard to tell exactly what's going on. And so I acknowledge that, like, there's the possibility mm-hmm. that my analysis and that uh, take is wrong. That being a possibility, that would make Depp's comments... Like, I could understand those comments better if that was the case, but I personally don't feel that that's the case.
0: I'm coming at it from a perspective of regardless of what happened, the guy clearly was not cancelled. Like, quote-unquote cancelled. Like, he is very much still involved in projects. He's getting Lifetime Achievement Awards. Like, he's still um you know he still he still makes money off the pirates of the caribbean franchise like those residuals will keep coming in for the rest of his life like it's not fair to appeal to this so-called cancel culture when you are still very much enjoying the fruits of your labor right like i think he's it almost sounds like he's looking at that award that he got as some sort of vindication of these like charges of domestic abuse, uh, which I don't think is necessarily right either. Like the the biggest attention seekers on the planet are those that (laughs) complain about being canceled, right? And you see examples of this all the time where, you know, an academic will be quote unquote canceled for whatever um, and they end up, you know, on the front page of an international newspaper or magazine. Like, there are articles in The Atlantic, like every other day now, about a liberal left or cancel culture or whatever. Like, the easiest way to actually get attention and get headlines and get column inches in the newspaper is to claim that you're canceled. Um, so I think his appeal to all of this is pretty desperate and empty um like he's trying to capitalize on <laughs> on something to you know say look like this is happening to all of these people well guess what Johnny a lot of fucking people are awful okay and it's the same story every time it's some asshole who did something wrong or made people upset and they do not want to see themselves as an asshole because everybody is the hero of their own story. Mm -hmm. And we have this whole culture now, I'm calling it a culture, of complaining about being canceled, right? And it seems like there's no analysis happening on any of this stuff. It's just if you complain about being canceled, you automatically have like this army of support. And we talk about this a little bit with like the grift economy, but I think just beyond the monetization side of it, I think that... It's a very easy way for people to just find built-in support who just broadly oppose this concept of quote unquote cancel culture.
1: Do you think we should rebrand cancel culture complaining culture? I don't know if I'll go that
0: far. <laughs> Actually there there is a discussion that I wanted to have with you on the show, yeah. and that is critics of cancel culture talk a lot about like this fear or this silence effect, right? This silencing mm-hmm. effect of cancel culture where supposedly all of these people are like huddled in their homes afraid to speak whatever they think the truth is right um and it's very much set up as a boogeyman and i think the silencing effect is produced by these writers who are constantly writing about cancel culture if they just didn't pay it any attention hmm. i don't think people would feel like they had to be silenced I, th- I say if there is a silencing effect it's because so many people are making a name for themselves by screaming about this.
1: That is a really interesting point, and I'm mulling it over right now. I think that that's definitely at least partially true. Like I think that if it wasn't something that was getting a lot of media attention that we were talking about a lot in our culture, people wouldn't be freaked out about it, and also it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as prevalent. Mm-hmm. And I think that the panic around it actually fuels it right yeah. fuels the fuels more panic and also makes a lot of like businesses and institutions who are kind of making decisions and trying to like have their good PR makes them really anxious about it as well mm-hmm. and leads to more consequences right mm-hmm. and so I do think that the media is fueling a lot of it that yeah. makes a lot of sense
0: Because if you look at the individual cases that are pointed out, they're like, it's extremely rare for somebody to have their life ruined by quote-unquote cancellation. I know quite a few people who have had their lives ruined by this, and we've talked about some of these incidences before. I'm thinking of the attack helicopter story, examples like that, but it's not Yale academics (laughs) who you know said the wrong thing like there there actually aren't a ton of of consequences for things like that like a lot of times what i've noticed with the coverage is that and i realize that i'm taking this segment completely away from johnny depp but fuck that guy i didn't even like pirates of the caribbean okay so like i'm done with him (laughs) (laughs) it's it always comes back to academia right with this stuff and the part that really bothers me are these writers who go, well, this person was investigated for these incidences. And it's like, yeah, that's how the system works. <laughs> like an accusation and an investigation in and of itself are not quote unquote cancellation. Like you have the right to due process, but this is how the due process part works. So I think that there are a lot of grifters who are, taking advantage of the situation here.
1: Yeah. Like this is an overgeneralization, but for the most part, people with a lot of power faced very mild consequences to no consequences. And folks that don't have a lot of power that we're often not even talking about when we're talking about cancel culture are the people who are actually facing more severe consequences. Mm -hmm. And so You know, I do think that there are important conversations to be had about it. Um, You know, I'm not sure I would call it necessarily cancel culture, but I think that the conversations that we are having in a very public way and the national headlines are not the conversations that we need to be having and are kind of skewing how people think about this. So, Caitlin, our next segment is about Republicans freaking out about history and how history is being showcased and talked about which i feel like could be a daily segment like there's just
0: i think so too there's just so much if we ever did cancel me daddy shorts that's what it should be we could probably do a daily tiktok about this
1: Oh my lord. One day. One day <laughs> when this is our full-time job, we are going to take TikTok by storm.
0: If you want to see a daily TikTok from us, you can visit www.patreon.com/cancelme daddy.
1: <laughs> so, basically, recently the National Archives put an alert at the top of their their website when you search through documents and it says mm-hmm. Harmful language alert. See the National Archives statement on potentially harmful language. Mm-hmm. And if you click through, it says like some items may reflect racist, sexist, ableist, misogynistic, uh, misogynoir, and xenophobic opinions and attitudes. And and it kind of goes on and does a little explanation around that. Mm-hmm. And this is a change that is following a report from the archives task force on racism, which also is asking the archives to eliminate some racist descriptions, slurs and harmful stereotypes and change the policies um, that led to it. And then the archives, of course, house a lot of our you know national founding documents mm-hmm. and historical American documents.
0: The archives are great, by the way, if you have any interest in history or you're working on projects having to do with history, I highly recommend checking out the archives especially in non-COVID times because it's one of my favorite places in DC actually.
1: Oh did not know that.
0: Yeah this is just like literally it's just a content notice that they put you know on their website and predictably (laughs) the right has melted down and the right would like to cancel the National Archives now.
1: Yeah there have been Fox news segments you know articles in the conservative magazines yada 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 and you know to me these kind of warnings seem pretty you know mild and just a heads up that like hey we have some fucked up shit in our nation's past that like is reflected in some of these documents and we just want to give you a heads up.
0: Yeah, I think people just need to realize that this is part of a larger ideological war, right? It's not that they have problems with content warnings because if for example, in an alternative universe the United States had once been communist and now we no longer were, I don't think they'd have any problem with like a label that says warning some of this is communist shit like <laughs> I have a feeling they'd be all for that, right? It's more of a an ideological battle over how people think of the history of our country and they don't want it to be considered racist what happened in the past with, you know, slavery and segregation. My personal theory is they are trying to take the country back in time and so it's actually bad pr if people are like well why would you want to go back to a time when we were more racist and if they can head that off at the past and say no no that wasn't actually racist it was just american they can win over more people that's my own personal theory but every time something like this happens like conservatives lose their mind over this this is mr potato head on steroids now (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I think it has to do with like propaganda and the propaganda that we're fed as young people, but also as we get older about our country, and how great it is, and kind of this mythology around our founding, I think that rather than bury and ignore the bad stuff, and kind of hide it and have propaganda around it, like we need to acknowledge it. Like without that, we can't get better as a nation. We can't grow. We can't atone for our past sins and like move forward, right? And, and so I think that we're seeing on the right um, an inability or an unwillingness to acknowledge how the past affects the present, in the world that we live in today, and mm-hmm. really move forward as a country and kind of address some of the systemic problems that we have, especially mm-hmm. racism.
0: Yeah. And, and Representative Ben Klein of Virginia, who's a Republican, said, cancel culture's latest target is the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. It's absurd that the National Archives have put a trigger warning on our founding documents and labeled, quote, harmful content. But that misconstrues what the notice really was. Like, nothing the National Archives said said, you know, our Constitution is racist or the Declaration of Independence is racist. I actually think the Declaration of Independence was probably the most non-racist thing our founding fathers did, (laughs) to be completely honest with you. But the spin is out of control, right? Because, like, okay, take the two examples we just talked about on this show. We have this National Archives fluff up and johnny depp and you have people saying these are the same thing and they're not at all like there are so many dynamics that are different like the national archives put a fucking content warning on their website just saying you know some of the documents you might see can be upsetting because guess what some upsetting shit happened in the past (laughs) they're not taking that content down like they're not making the constitution unavailable to be read or displayed. like this is just petty conservative bullshit yeah and
1: it's a little notice that's at the top of like the website regardless of what document you're right. viewing and they have hundreds of documents so like being yeah. like oh it's the declaration of independence in the constitution like no it's just a like heads up that there's stuff in the archive that could be troubling.
0: I mean, the National Archives, they have like all of the floor debates that ever happened in Congress. And guess what? There was some fucked up floor debates that happened Mm -hmm. in Congress. Like all the debates over slavery are in the National Archives. Like... All of the, the the stuff over gay rights over the last forty years, that's all in Congress. It's the segregation battle uh, is all in in the archives. like their job is to archive what happens in the country and that includes in Congress, right? So when you have you know your favorite conservative nut job representative who's giving a speech about nothing. In which they're like saying, oh, the Democrats are communists. Guess what? That ends up in the National Archives. <laughs> like, they're just attaching a notice to it saying some of this stuff is pretty fucked up. And guess what it was?
1: <laughs> okay, Caitlin, are you ready for some out of context cancellations?
0: Uh, always, always. Let's get into it. Our
1: first out of context cancellation is breaking in new shoes.
0: Oh, yes. Mm. This, is, this is one of life's displeasures.
1: I, I just got some Doc Martens, and let me tell you, let me tell you, I've got some breaking <laughs> in to do, and I am not looking forward to it. I've already got, already got some cuts on my foot right
0: now. You know what's interesting is mm-hmm. um, I have gained quite a bit of weight over the pandemic because as a lot of our listeners know, I've had some health issues, which means mm-hmm. that you know I am more confined to my home, and I can't exercise and whatnot, so I put on some weight, and my shoes went up a width. So I'm, break- I'm literally breaking in all of my old shoes oh, again. No. Yeah, it's Oof. really miserable. Oof. It's just one thing on top of another, and I cannot escape it. And please end me.
1: <laughs> mm. Well, good luck with those shoes. <laughs> Oof. Um, our, our second one is one that uh, I think I think we both feel deep in our bones. We are also going to cancel capitalism today. Which is long overdue.
0: I feel like we do this every other week.
1: We often cancel pieces of capitalism, and this time we're just gonna we're just gonna cancel the, the entire thing. thing. Yeah, just nix it.
0: You know, my dream is of a future where the National Archives is warning <laughs> these images c- portray capitalism.
1: <laughs> One day we're gonna get there, Caitlin. We're gonna get there. <laughs> Uh, unsolicited dick pics is our next one
0: always just always i don't know what the fuck
1: <laughs> okay caitlin mm-hmm. um i started using an app that's kind of like grinder called scruff
0: uh-huh. because
1: i realized that i like you know guys in a gay way i just like everyone mm-hmm. in a gay way and i Use scruff because i was under the impression that you didn't get as many dick pics and that oh, you could dear. filter through them a little bit easier oh and no. let me tell you i don't open i don't open messages so i'm not how sure effective this app is gonna be because there are too many dick pics in my inbox
0: oh dear <laughs> oh no oh god <laughs> I I deleted all my dating apps um, at the beginning of the pandemic. Fair, and I have not missed it. To be honest with you, I am just floating through life oblivious. But I, yes, I do remember those days. What is it with like cis guys and not being able to take an artistic photo of their own genitalia? Like,
1: I don't know, but I have T for T in my profile and. Oh, and no. I don't want any of the... I don't want any of the sis. I just don't want any Jesus. of them. But oh. but still. I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't
0: read the profiles. So. <laughs>
1: um, and then our last cancellation is dress codes.
0: Yes. This was my request, actually. They're bullshit. <laughs> this came up because Oliver and I were talking about some stuff before recording, and I was talking about the... U.S. Congress dress code and how ladies can't show their shoulders and how if you know you're meeting with a member of Congress or senator, you know, you should bring a jacket just in case. And it's a lot. I used to have a bunch of ear piercings and I took them all out except for one in each ear um, in the traditional place because I was worried about how it would come across. Even though that's not explicitly against the dress code, I just wanted to be on the safe side and I miss my piercings. Um, and this also came up because my oldest daughter and I were talking about her school dress code and how unfair it is. She doesn't understand why she has a three finger rule for the straps on her shirt or tank mm-hmm. top. And she asked me, she said, what about shoulders is distracting? And quite honestly, I don't have an answer for her.
1: Look, Caitlin, shoulders are so sexy and distracting. Jesus. Like, if you see any shoulders at school, you're going to be scandalized and not be able to concentrate because you're going to be looking at those sexy shoulders. She's you know? in sixth
0: grade. Can we stop? <laughs> <her>? <laughs> Please. Uh. But I was proud of her. It was it was very much a feminist enlightening moment for her because she's like, none of these rules apply to the boys. What the hell? I was like, mm, maybe we should think about that.
1: You know what my least favorite dress code rule growing up was? We weren't allowed to have hair that was unnatural colors.
0: I can see why that would be a struggle for you.
1: My hair is teal for those of you listening. I was told that was because I could not have colorful hair as an adult, but we know that's bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, such nonsense. Dress codes are such nonsense. They're classist. They're bullshit. Let's let's just not.
0: Yeah. We're canceling it. Goodbye.
1: And you can ask us to cancel things by becoming a patron and joining our Discord server, which is $5 a month.
0: You can also get early access to all of our new episodes. So if you are not a Patreon subscriber currently and you're listening to this on a Thursday, you can actually get this on a Wednesday instead, which gets you a jump on the discourse. Um, And you can do that at patreon.com slash cancel me daddy and all funds go towards helping us become a weekly show
1: so you can get more cancel me
0: daddy so you can get more of the effervescent cancel daddy <laughs> you should put that on your business card the effervescent cancel daddy
1: the effervescent cancel daddy <laughs> Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash-Klein, and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns.
0: Daniel Peterschmidt made our theme song and Eden MW designed our graphics.
1: Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially members of our canceler hall of fame with the great power to cancel all of their enemies, Meg and Alice.
0: We appreciate your support. Happy canceling.